The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Daybreak here for this Wednesday, the 21st of June in London. Coming up today... Feeling the heat, pressure grows on the Bank of England ahead of today's inflation print. Re-inflating tensions. Biden likens Xi to a dictator kept in the dark about the alleged Chinese spy balloon. Lacking oversight, the head of the New York Fed says company directors need to take responsibility. Britain's mortgage bomb and two stigma. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers. I'm James Wilcock. Plus, with less than 30 hours of air remaining noises have been detected in the search for the missing titanic sub we have the latest that's all straight ahead on bloomberg daybreak europe the business news you need to start your day in just one 15 minute podcast on apple spotify the bloomberg business app and everywhere you get your podcasts Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. Britain is bracing for key economic data today with inflation numbers for the month of May due to be published. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts has more. Last month's UK inflation reading shocked the forecasters, coming in a whole half a percent higher than expected. So data today will be closely watched by investors, the government and the Bank of England. It's expected to show a moderation in price pressures, with inflation in the year to May forecast to come in at 8.4%. But that's not expected to be enough to stop the BOE from hiking rates again. We'll get that decision at midday tomorrow. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The head of the Bank of France says that the European Central Bank has completed most of its interest rate increases. In an interview for the French newspaper Les Ecours, François Villeroux de Gallo said, quote, Our rates are now tending towards their asymptote and any additional increases will depend on the inflation data. The policymakers' comments add caution to a heated debate at the ECB over the outlook for interest rates ahead of their next meeting in July. U.S. President Joe Biden says his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping was unaware that the alleged spy balloon had floated over the continental United States until it became an international incident. Speaking to donors, Biden compared the Chinese leader to an embarrassed dictator kept in the dark. The comments come after the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken used a visit to Beijing to try and ease the fractured diplomatic relationship. The relationship and the communication between uh, the two leaders, between President Biden and President Xi, is most important of all. That's why they've um, had um, a number of communications and meetings uh, to date, and that's why I expect uh, you'll see more of that. Blinken met on Monday with Xi Jinping, who said he welcomed the steadying of bilateral ties. 
Well, staying with the growing divisions between China and the West, the EU has set out plans to align itself more closely with US policy. The bloc's new economic security strategy includes export controls and increasing oversight of critical technologies. The European Commission president, Ursula von der Leyen, says that it is a bold plan. Europe becomes the first major economy to set out a strategy on economic security. It builds on three policy strands. We want to promote, we want to protect, and we want to partner. Von der Leyen says that the EU is looking at a limit access to some cutting-edge technologies to avoid it being used by, quote, countries of concern. The proposal will now need to be approved by EU member countries. The president of the New York Fed says boards of directors need to ensure management are doing their jobs. Speaking at a panel on governments and culture reform conference, John Williams said it's an issue that needs to be looked at more closely. You need to be forward-looking, uh, need to think outside the box, if you will, if you're planning a strategy. I also think the boards, the, you know, the board of directors plays a very important mm-hmm. role of all this. We tend not to talk about them as much as I think we should. They do have an important role to make sure that senior management is actually not only doing their, their job every day, but also doing that kind of thinking and, 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 and bringing that uh, you know, into the room. John Williams also told the audience that he believes the companies need to be more transparent regarding board of directors' roles. His comments come after a string of US bank failures raised questions about the leadership at some lenders. Finally, underwater noises have been detected in the search for the sub that was headed to the wreck of the Titanic. The US Coast Guard says that a Canadian plane with sonar capabilities detected sounds and attempts are being made to explore their origin. Speaking earlier, US Coast Guard Captain Jamie Frederick said that efforts to locate the vessel face a number of challenges. This is a very complex search and the unified team is working around the clock to bring all available assets and expertise to bear as quickly as possible in an effort to solve this very complex problem. To date, those search efforts have not yielded any results. The US Coast Guard says that the diving vessel has five people on board and is estimated to have less than 30 hours of oxygen remaining. The five crew members include the UK billionaire chairman of Action Aviation, Hamish Harding. So those are our top stories on the programme this morning. Other news that caught my eye this morning about an iconic brand... <laughs> Going under, Hunter, Hunter's Wellies. Yeah, I mean, Hunter Wellington boots, of course. Uh, absolutely quintessentially British. But supply chain problems, Brexit, inflation and warm weather has apparently done for this brand. It's gone into administration. Alex Partner says that the company um, faces significant challenges and has done since 2019. So it's a business that dates back to 1857. And as I say, it's absolutely iconic in the UK. So I was quite surprised. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, brand, the brand may uh, revive, be revived yes, after yeah. it, though, because as part of the restructuring process, the IP has been sold to Authentic Brands Group, who also re- recently bought Ted Baker. So there's yes. a chance that perhaps we may see them But it's re-raging. a lot of those UK high street names that have run into a great deal of, of difficulty um, in recent years. So another one of those. Uh, and also on a lighter note, I feel we've got a lot of serious news today. I wanted to point to, well, an icon uh, in London, which, of course, is the National Portrait Gallery. There is a beautiful piece on the terminal today. 
today that's been written by our colleague James Tarmy has lovely photographs about this more than £40 million construction project that's lasted three years that has seen the National Portrait Gallery largely closed and is reopening in kind of technicolour glory. The galleries look amazing. So have a look at the pictures on the terminal. It's also going to be a big change to that part of London because yes. I feel like the hoarding has been up for so long outside the Portrait Gallery that that's all we're used to seeing around, around uh, that And the part. entrance is actually going to be in a different spot for anybody who actually <laughs> goes to the gallery. Uh, you're going to have to go around the other side of the building. But it is it does look really wonderful. Apparently there's going to be a lot more photography also on display. Anyway, icons of British culture and clothing there for you Beautiful. this morning. All right, OK, well, let's turn to a different icon now. The Fed Chairman Jerome Powell gives his semi-annual monetary policy report to the House Financial Services Committee uh, later on. Joining us now to help us preview that is Bloomberg's Markets reporter, Valerie Titel. Good morning to you, uh, Valerie. So markets seem to be expecting hawkish testimony from Powell today. Yeah, so essentially because the take from the press conference and the rate decision uh, last week was that he was moderately dovish in his language in the press conference, but again, rose those dots to show two more hikes to go. He might try to finesse that message a bit more, maybe try to sound a bit more hawkish, uh, because in some way the market remains a bit unconvinced that the Fed will hike uh, twice more as indicated in that dot plot. So he might push back against such views. The other thing he's going to get asked probably multiple times is to explain why he paused in June, but still planning on hiking later in the year. He was asked this question many times in the press conference after the rate decision as well. But I expect uh, lawmakers to ask him this uh, uh, repeatedly. He'll probably stress uh, words like uh, the Fed needs flexibility as we near uh, peak rates and that pace isn't as important to him anymore. It's raising rates to the right level and he needs time to do that in a uh, in the best manner. Okay, uh, so that on Jerome Powell. There's also been, though, some quite interesting data. Um, Housing starts in the US in particular. A huge beat, massive home building. What's going on? (laughs) Massive beat, just almost three standard deviations of a beat on housing starts uh, in yesterday's uh, data. Now, this means that housing could probably contribute positively to GDP uh, in the second quarter uh, for the US. But the big thing here is that if we take a step back, Back and look at why the Bank of Canada did that surprise hike, why the RBA did that surprise hike. Uh, both of those countries had the reason that housing rebounded strongly. So perhaps this is the first hint that housing is due for a big rebound. And does that complicate uh, the Fed's playbook? If, if growth does keep surprising on the upside, it was just one data point I want to stress. We get more uh, housing data later in the year, with the, later in the week with existing home sales. But this was such a big beat. We have to start wondering what's going on in the U.S. housing market now. Yeah, certainly a very interesting one to be watching. I'm wondering as well, we've also seen some movements in the Chinese yuan this morning. What's driving that? Again, just a lack of words from the PBOC, from China and any further stimulus. But it's it's broke through a key level versus the U.S. dollar. That's 7.2. Remember, it was a big deal when it broke 7 just a month ago. And the PBOC really hasn't done a lot with its overnight fixings to try to stem the weakness of the yuan. And this is now another key level that it's broken, 7.2, which raises the bar. Now more speculation that the PBOC is going to let it weaken further. Yeah, absolutely. Just a last thought also. Um, 
It's not happening in the US, but for other countries, rate cut bets are mounting in developed markets like Australia, like, you know, New Zealand, Norway, Mm -hmm. also Sweden. And you've been looking at Sweden today. So I think the nature of the other markets pricing and rate cuts is just because we've had this big hawkish wave. Mm. We've had more rate hikes priced in immediately. And we know that the farther we go into restrictive territory, the more the market's going to assume that you have to cut quickly because something is going to break or there there's going to be a real hit to growth. So that's just the nature, I think, of this big hawkish wave that we've had in the last two weeks from central banks. And then Sweden, that's a very interesting one. Their currency dropped to a record low versus the euro yesterday. And this is all down to the fact that uh, when markets look at Sweden, they think that they're not going to be able to keep up with that hawkish wave because uh, they have already started to see very big problems Mm. in their housing market. I learned this yesterday. Some of their mortgages in Sweden are only fixed for six months. Wow, that's sure. Yeah, so you think the UK is quite sensitive. You know, Sweden's got a different problem. So there's limited headroom for the Riksbank to keep hiking rates, to, to keep up with everybody else, and it's leading to a depreciation of their currency. Okay, Valerie Tatal, our markets reporter, even managing to bring in the world's oldest central bank. Um, thank you very much for that. Up next, Britain's mortgage bomb and two stigma. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash GreenFestival. Now, the paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. Bloomberg's James Hawcock joins us now for a look at what is in the newspapers this morning. Starting with the Wall Street Journal, uh, they have a long read on a feud in hedge funds. Well, Caroline and Stephen, what is the worst argument the two of you have ever had? Uh, <laughs> we are too young in our friendship to have ever fought. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Until now. <laughs> Tell us about the hedge fund well, feud so, then. So it's a $60 billion feud wow. in terms of two Sigma are a, a very well-established hedge 
fund. They've been going for 22 years. And between the two founders, John Overdeck and David Siegel, it's written into the firm's founding text that they have to agree on most decisions, according to people familiar. Now, where this becomes really problematic is in the company's latest filings, it is listed as a material risk that they can't agree anymore. Uh, And the relationship has deteriorated to the point where it has been disclosed in the firing. And that is also saying they're having difficulties making key decisions, a disclosure that lawyers and investors say is virtually unprecedented that it's had to get to that kind of state. Well, although having said that, it's one of the big causes of of small business failures is the fact that, you know, the, the founders and the partners sort of yeah, then disagree at some point. But no, this is big bucks, though. Yeah, this is a lot, a lot of money. I mean, Two Sigma specialises in the kind of, they call it, it's like a nerds, nerds company. Yeah. They bring in the PhDs, they digest kind of torrents information and then write sort of big trading algorithms based on that. But to give you an idea, these very smart men and the way that, how trivial this has gotten to, uh, in a two, 2015 profile of Two Sigma, Forbes described Overdeck as the master chef of Two Sigma and Siegel as the firm's manager. Soon after, Overdeck brought a chef's hat into a Meeting with Siegel, according to people familiar. So it's this level, it's reached this level. Now, I mean, Bloomberg's Matt Levine, I always go to for a, a smart take on this stuff. And he says, what is fascinating here is that there has been no material impact on the firm's bottom line from this disclosure. So he, his view, which I quite enjoy, is that maybe it has allowed the computers to make the investment decisions, which frees up the employees to engage in a lot of bizarre interpersonal <laughs> drama, which in turn means the computers are left alone to make all the smart choices. Okay, right. Uh, Let's turn to something different now. Something we've been covering uh, here on Bloomberg for a long time. The Financial Times reporting on Treasury insiders talking about a mortgage bomb. Yes, I mean, we've been talking about the big issues in terms of CPI. It's pushing up interest rates, and interest rates in turn are causing massive problems for the mortgage rockets. And the FT are saying the Chancellor is planning to call in big lenders on Friday to assess the state of the mortgage market and see what additional help they can give people. Now, I hesitate to be labelled Gloomberg and talk about all the bad news that is coming, but this is a feature, not a bug. When you raise interest rates this high, this is going to cause distress. And to an extent, that is kind of the point. There is This is part of the problem. And so any tax break or support will be both by its nature inflationary and a strain on the public service, which is why Jeremy Hunt has also ruled them out. He did so just yesterday in the FT. Um, so, I mean, one executive quote in the FT of a bank said it's nothing more than the chance of the playing to the crowd. It will just allow them to show to show the public that he's doing something. Yeah, look, absolutely. The bill for a decade long of borrowing, the binge in borrowing that, you know, we've all taken advantage of businesses and households is coming due. Um, I think the most fascinating bit is this idea, though, that the penny is dropping, that 5 or 6% above 6% mortgage rates is just as painful as 13% mortgage rates were back in the late 1980s. Why? Because households have borrowed so much more. So the pain on your, you know, take home, the take-home pay disposable income that you have is, is enormous. Mm. And that has been long a sort of refrain of sort of politicians on air of saying, oh, it's not as bad as the 1970s, but that sort of leverage is becoming a big issue. Is worth saying on a positive note, government did take action back in December 2022. Andrew Griffith, City of London minister, says lenders are being encouraged to offer mortgage term extensions, switch to interest rate repayment holidays. So the thing that they could have done, they did actually months ago and will take effect that banks are trying to avoid defaults where possible. 
This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 11.30. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.